Welcome to this week's edition of A Canadian Schoolie Podcast. This week I spoke with Stan and Renee from Montreal. Stan is retired from the Canadian military and Renee is an academic writer. Together, this amazing couple is working on finishing their first schoolie build. From rocks through their front windshield to their adult children's opinion about schoolie life, this couple suggests following your schoolie dreams, but make sure you have a little bit of extra room on your credit card. Grab a warm beverage, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's edition of A Canadian Schoolie Podcast. All right, folks, welcome to another edition of A Canadian Schoolie Podcast. This week we have some special guests, uh, Renee and Stan. And Stan, can you start off and introduce yourself? Sure. So uh, my name is Stan. I'm retired from the, the military, so basically there's not much to say other than that I, I joined the Army when I was really young. So I got to travel quite a lot uh, with the military and stuff like that. So my background basically is most like jack-of-all-trades when it comes to uh, this project we have with the bus. So we're taking our time to build it. And, uh, yeah, that's about all I have. So, Stan, in the, in the military, what was your role? Well, I did two trades, basically. I started out as an infantryman, and uh, later on I uh, specialized as a supply technician. So, like I said, that's what that's what kind of gave me that that uh, jack-of-all-trades kind of uh, incline. You have to touch about everything when you're doing uh, combat arms and support also. So, yeah. And you were well-connected to uh, get the supplies for when you were building your schoolie. Well, exactly. And the great thing about uh, being a supply technician was that it kind of taught me how to look, especially when I worked, I worked with uh, the mechanics for about uh, eight years out of the time I was in the service. So I got to know some of the parts. And also, you know, when we were deployed and exercise and stuff like that, uh, since we issued sometimes trailers or cargo vehicles and that you have to make them your own because, you know, you're going to be living out of it for three to four months. So you get kind of crafty uh, in ways to make it more comfortable. You know? And all the storage options too, like the Pelican cases and, you know, the right kind of jerry cans and all those things that I just go into Canadian Tire and I'm like, what about this one? But, you know, Stan has a lot more knowledge about those things. So Stan, where were you based out of uh, for your career in the military? Uh, mostly in Quebec, in Valcartier. And the uh, rest of the time, I really just moved around a lot. So I did spend the early years as a, in the reserves, working full-time with them. So that offered me to uh, the opportunity to uh, work across Canada, basically. And you, you so mentioned that, that you get into the military when you were young. Are you still in the military yeah. now, or are you retired out of the military? No, I'm fully retired. I have nothing better to do than work on my bus. <laughs> and travel, obviously. Obviously, yes. Yeah. And Renee, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, let's see. What do I have to say about that? Um, I'm still working right now. I'm a, I'm a writer. I work in the uh, pharmaceutical medical field, uh, writing about clinical trials um, and diseases and medicines. And I'm still doing that. I'll probably be doing that for a few more years. So while I'm working, Stan's fixing up the bus and... Uh, you know, I I'm love to camp, always loved the outdoors, did a lot of that when uh, I was younger with the kids. And yeah, we were just thinking about what could we do? 
looked at some campers, went, no, it's not really our thing. And somehow we stumbled upon the whole schoolie thing and, and realized that this was really what we needed and what we wanted in our lives. So here we are. So I didn't get to fully check out your schoolie dreams page on Facebook uh, for those folks who want to go and check it out. Uh, do you do a lot of the writing? I noticed there's a blog there. Do you take part of your work skills and do that end of the uh, process? Well, we're not really traveling much now, so I don't have much to blog about. But I think when we really hit the road and start going, I probably will. Uh, but I do manage, for what it's worth, the Instagram and the Facebook page. We're not feeding it much now because it's, you know, minus 12. So we're not doing a lot of work on the bus right now. But during the time that we were doing it, I was trying to post regularly and make sure everybody knew what was going on. Now, Stan got his training through the military. Where did you get your training in education? YouTube. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, um, I'm crafty. I'm sometimes handy. And uh, I just really like to do stuff myself. You know, everything that I've ever seen or food that I cook or stuff that I buy and I look at it and I think I could do that. You know, so it it's really something that we enjoy is making it our own. And okay, maybe the counter is supposed to be 24 and a half inches, but we like it at, at 18 and three quarters and we can do what we want. So that's kind of what, what really attracted us to this. You sound like a really good team for, uh, for making a bus together. So <laughs> thank you. So far, so good. <laughs> You're still together. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're getting married on Monday. So, oh, uh, <laughs> congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. Sometime next summer, we'll definitely uh, have a do over with all the COVID situation. Exactly. So, maybe, uh, Stan, maybe tell us a little bit about the uh, bus that you're working on. Well, honestly, uh, the bus itself is a uh, GMC Savannah 3500. I don't know the make exactly which one it is. Uh, if it's a Thomas or a, is a Thomas. Yeah, it's a Thomas. Yeah, so it's a it's a Thomas. But uh, what attracted me to it the most is the fact that I have an old beat up pickup truck <laughs> that happens to be a Chevy Silverado uh, with the same engine in it. Basically, it's exactly the same engine. So going into uh, the project and looking at the buses and stuff like that, I wanted something that I thought that I felt comfortable uh, when it comes mechanically to, to get fixed and stuff like that, since I'm not a mechanic myself. And uh, I figured, hey, you know, what's the worst that could happen? If I buy a, a bus and it, it craps out on me, at least I have a spare engine and all the spare parts that I need to, <laughs> to, uh, to get things going. So, yeah. Other than that, uh, the bus itself is... It's a shorty. It's a five-window. It's a five-window, yeah. And, uh, and that's about it, I think. It's pretty wide, though. I mean, it's one of those wide bodies, so it's uh, seven foot and... It's eight feet wide and eight feet wide. Inside, 21 yeah. feet long, I think. Exactly. Sorry, yeah. where did you buy the bus? Well... Again, like Renee said, it was one of those things that we uh, spur of the moment kind of thing. So we were at the campgrounds in Ottawa last summer and we were kind of bummed out because uh, we missed like uh, a long stretch of the season because we couldn't travel. And uh, for some reason, we were just goofing around online and we uh, we came into uh, the, the, the schoolie uh, sites and stuff like that and started looking at YouTube videos and uh 
we just went on uh, Kijiji looking at uh, the possibility to buy one. And sure enough, there was a guy in the region that uh, was selling his uh, schoolie. And he had already taken all the seats out. What else did he do? He did a few other things. Like he had a bunk bed in there and he had a couple of other things that we didn't really need. So he brought it over to the campground and he showed it to us. So obviously it was the first one we had seen. So we said, well, we're not going to buy it because we haven't seen anything else. We have to do our due diligence. Yeah. So, you know, we keep researching and we look at other things. And then one day we got a notification that said that an ad we had looked at had a price drop. And we went and looked and it was that schooly. And we're like, that's it. It's meant to be. We're going to buy it. So we yeah. called him up and uh, we bought it. And that was it. So why a schoolie versus like a luxury RV or a sprinter van? Why do you think a schoolie? Well, basically, you know, if you look at it from a uh, logistics point of view, is that you have all the space you want inside of it. Uh, it's built like a tank. So, you know, safety is, is an issue. We've seen a couple of uh, videos on of the shuttle buses in, in some major accidents and uh, and whatnot, and because you know I'm a pretty big guy myself, I'm six foot, three hundred pounds. So you know when I want to walk around, I don't want to have to to crouch and 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 uh, talk in my my belly. So uh, <laughs> it's basically a question of space, and just the, the platform itself gives us all the uh, the leeway we need to to design things that suits our lifestyle. You know, our, our idea of uh, of what it's like to, to travel in, in one of those uh, vehicles. So going with something that's already built that you're kind of stuck with what's come, what's what comes standard with them. And uh, the cost of it also is just out of this world, you know? So are you yeah, folks still, sorry, are you folks still in the design stage or have you started to build? We've started to build officially. Uh, we're still playing around with the uh, floor plan uh, as it, as it is. But uh, we have a pretty good uh, idea where we're going. We already uh, insulated the floors, the, the sidewalls. Uh, like the rough part is already done. Now it's mostly figuring out where we're going to put our uh, our appliances and stuff, uh, stuff of the kind. And, well, the, uh, the bed platform in the back is done. Yeah. And we were gifted a couple of uh, stainless steel work tables, one that had a sink in it. So it's an instant kitchen. So that's in. Yeah. Um, and then we're just trying to figure out on the other side between, you know, the bench and the toilet um, and what else, a passenger seat, how we want to structure that piece of it. But uh, the floor is in, the kitchen is in, the bed platform is built with the storage underneath. So I'd say we're 40% done. Yeah, about. And what do you think the date will be for your setting sail on your first adventure? We're hoping for May next year, basically. So, uh, of course, when we started with the project, like Renee said, you know, a bunch of my friends haven't been in the military most of my adult life are spread out over uh, the whole country, basically. And one of the reasons that we're looking forward to, to, to going out there with the bus is just the fact that, you know, we both traveled a bit <laughs> in our days, but we never, for some reason, we never got to cross Canada, you know. Uh, that's been a dream of ours since we met. We've been talking about that. So the bus itself seems to be like the best way to, to go about uh, traveling and 
stopping by, seeing friends, you know, that you don't feel like you're posing on them too much because you have your own basically house with you yeah. as you go, right? So, yeah. Yeah, so we're figuring it doesn't need to be 100% finished, every little piece of cord around in place, etc. As long as we've got a mattress, we've got a toilet, and everything functions, we're ready to hit the road. And then everywhere we stop, friends are going to help us. You know, it's it's going to be like a community-type project. So we're, we're ready to go whenever the weather warms up. And you're not, your intention is not to live in the bus. It's just specifically to travel? Yes. I think when we started, we were considering that as a possibility. Um, but in the meantime, we stumbled upon a, a very decently priced house out in the country. So we decided to buy that. Um, so probably what we're going to end up doing is we'll have that house. We'll spend months at a time in the schoolie during the summer. And then in the winter months, we're going to go south. What's an adventure? Maybe with the build or with the learning process, what's something that you would think of as being an adventure for you folks? Well, we did do something before we bought the bus, uh, a, couple of, a couple of weeks before we bought it. You sold my story. That's right. <laughs> you let me go first. That's your problem. So, no, honestly, what, what we did is, uh, what comes to mind is uh, before we bought the bus, we rented one out. Uh, we rented a schoolie for a four-day weekend, and uh, we went up north uh, in the ranches, close to uh, Montreal, where we live, and uh, just to try it out, you know, because we've never been out with that type of vehicle and stuff like that. So we wanted to test out, you know, what the layout uh, looks like and the difference between the different uh, uh, setups, you know, for... Uh, Sitting area, kitchen area, or stuff like that. So, we ended up taking uh, that bus up, and uh, it was one of those ah moments that was really like a proof of concept for us. You know, I don't know. Yeah, because we uh, in that time we discovered that it rained the whole four days that we were gone, and still we were outside all the time. So we realized that all the time we spent stressing about where should we put the couch and do we need a table was wasted you're never really inside unless it's cold or, you know, you absolutely have to be in there. So that was one thing that we realized is not a big deal. We'll get some little folding tables and use them wherever we feel like it. Um, and what else? There was something else about the inside. Oh, yeah, I wanted to make sure that uh, we were kind of pleasantly surprised that our bus was really much bigger than the one we had rented. Mm -hmm. So because I got to the point that with the, the one we rented, I had to basically uh, bend my neck every time I'd come into it and basically walk around hunched over. And uh, yeah, so it's it's a premium. I think I recommend for anybody who wants to do this, you know, if you have a ch the chance to rent one out to start, start, to start your process, it's a good place to start. I think because you folks were able to rent a schoolie and go out in it, and you mentioned earlier about the bins and bending down to get stuff out of the cupboards all the time, uh, you being able to do your own custom build, uh, it'll help you out in the long run. Huge. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and we, like I say, we were not really expecting to be outside as much as we were. We thought, oh, it's raining, we're gonna stay in, but you just end up outside. It's just, it's always, that's where you wanna be when you're out in nature, you that's know? It. So we, we realized that so much of the, the concern about exactly how much counter space we should have and exactly where the things should go don't really matter in the end. 
Yeah, and one of the things that we uh, we identified also is that the whole solar thing, uh, the home setup, you know, making setting up your own solar system. We we opted to go with a, a portable solar generator instead. Still have the solar panels and everything like that, but not have anything permanent because one of the things we wanted to do also in this build is that since it's our first bus. We don't know if we're going to stay with it, if we're going to upgrade at some point or whatnot. So we wanted something that was modular enough that if we have to to leave it, to, like we sell it or something to, to build another uh, project, then we want to be able to bring our, uh, our power source with us, you know. And to the house. And right? to the house also. We bought this country house that doesn't have electricity. So it's going to be perfect. We just bring the solar generator, whatever, the Jackery or the EcoFlow and the uh, we just unplug it from the bus and bring it in the house. <laughs> Plug the house in. So that's it's one of the things that's important also, I think, to, to look at because what, what we found out with the, the setup we had on the bus that we rented once again is that they had a nice setup, but they didn't have enough battery bank. So like within the second day or so of rain, it was getting kind of iffy. And, you know, in my case, I sleep with a CPAP machine, so I need to have it plugged into something, right? So those are a few things that if you don't take the time and you don't have the opportunity to, to rent out first, you'll have to to figure out like on your first uh, trip, basically. So keep in mind that those things exist and, and that you, you have to be uh, as flexible as possible. So maybe tell me a little bit more about the solar generator, because I've not heard of a solar generator before. Well, it's, it's a power station, basically. It's not really a generator. Basically, it's uh, like uh, the model we're looking at was the, uh, the EcoFlow Delta. Basically, what it does is it's it's a battery bank that you can plug directly into your solar panels. It has its own MPPT uh, charge controller. It has its inverter. It's a pure sign inverter. Like It's everything that you need you to, to convert the solar, uh, solar power from uh, direct current to AC, basically. So you have outlets, and you can use any appliance, basically, that that uh, that uh, works with uh, 110 volt. So, yeah. So it's it takes out the whole guessing, the whole uh, you know do-it-yourself kind of stuff uh, that most people, I, I would think, are just a little. Uh, weary about because you don't want to set your bus on fire just because you didn't connect the wires properly, right? So with a, with a solution like that, what you do is basically the wires come straight from the solar panel and you just plug them straight into the machine, the, 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 the generator, and, uh, and that's it. And then you have your AC outlets on the other side of the machine and you can just plug stuff in from there. Yeah. And because our bus is really small... We don't really have to worry about it. We can just set that on the counter or under the counter and plug in the one or two things we need to plug and we're good to go. Yeah. And the good thing about those two is when you don't have solar, let's say we're not traveling, we can just plug it into a wall outlet at the house and that charges it up and your your first charge is already done. So every time you go out, you know you're, you're, you have uh, elect uh, like electricity for at least a day or so and you can charge on your on, uh, on the drive also because uh, you can either keep it on the solar also you, you have two op two options with that model basically it can charge from solar and from 12 volt in the in the vehicle at the same time while you're on route so 
for all those reasons, uh, we figured that, you know, when, and we don't like to, to, to mess with things that we're not sure about. So yeah. we, we went that, that route. It's a little more expensive for yeah. sure. But uh, you do have the option, like we said, to take the power with you everywhere you go. So that's another thing that's uh, that's to be considered, you know. So do you have a solar panel on your roof or do you have a portable solar panel that would connect into the EcoFlow Delta? Well, the plan is to get both, basically, to have one on the roof permanent uh, and something also that we can... We can uh, set aside and not have to chase the sun basically you know so with a long enough uh cord so i think we'll start out with probably like a 200 watt panel on top of the uh, of the bus itself that's going to be fixed and uh maybe 100 watt or so uh flexible or portable uh solar panel also and the beauty of it is that is that you have a couple of, of inlets on EcoFlow Delta when it comes to solar. So you can plug in, as long as you don't go over 400 uh, uh, watts of uh, total solar intake, you're good to go. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So what, uh, maybe from each of you, what piece of advice would you give to folks in the, the schoolie and the uh, bus conversion community? I don't know that I have great words of wisdom, but one thing that I, I've i noticed is there's a really wide spectrum of people that are involved in this type of activity. So you can't be too rigid, you know, just because one person tells you one thing doesn't mean that that's the right thing for you. So, you know, go out and look at all your options. Don't don't get stuck in the the, the Instagram vortex thinking that everything has to be perfect all the time and it's fabulous and um, you know, it's, it's not going to be like that. It's a small space. It's going to get dirty and you're going to live there. And it's, it's just, I think we have to be a little bit chill about things. And, and when something does go wrong, it's not necessarily wrong. You're learning something. You just learned what didn't work. You didn't make a mistake. You just learned that that wasn't for you or it didn't work in that circumstance. So, you know, just let it go. So when we first started, we were watching all the YouTube and the Instagram and it all looked so great. And then we joined all these Facebook groups and then some guy just posted, you know, I'm sick of all this Instagram stuff. Where are the people that are crapping in the buckets and living in their unheated bus? And then a whole <laughs> bunch of people were like, me, me, me. And we, 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 somebody shared a video of them taking a shower in their stairwell. And, you know, just the way that people can accommodate life. It doesn't have to be a $60,000 double-decker thing, you know? And, and that really made us realize we can do this. We can do this anytime we want. So let's go. Yeah. And also the, from my point of view, the, the most important thing is to take your time and go with what you know. And if you don't know, then ask. There's, there's so many different ways you can find information out there and don't feel to, don't let yourself get too overwhelmed with, with, mm. with the project itself, because Especially lately, we've been seeing a lot of buses uh, on Kijiji and, and other uh, uh, on the marketplace, on Facebook Marketplace, that the projects are like pretty much almost done, you know. But people just get discouraged and and they stop. And and I think one of the things when you take your time, 
and you really are honest with yourself as to what you can and cannot do, uh, it's okay. You know, you don't have to do everything yourself. You can go and see a mechanic. You can go and see somebody who's into carpentry or, you know, somebody who's into, like, wiring and stuff like that. If, if you don't know and you don't ask, then you'll never get to, to what you're trying to do, you know? So basically, for me, the best advice I can give and like Renee said, we haven't really finished anything yet, but so far things are working good and our couple is still strong because of that. We we don't take it too seriously. And it's really a, a it's a work of uh of love, you know. We just yeah. take our time and try something. If it doesn't work out, like she said, you just start over and you know, don't get discouraged and don't try to be perfect. That's my best uh, advice. Yeah, and actually, to to build on that too, one thing that we do see a lot from people posting on Facebook is they want to plan out the whole thing right to the end before they even start. And I think that's a mistake. I, I would suggest to people, pick the three things or four things that are most important to you. What do you absolutely have to have? And then build around that. If you're constantly trying to plan for, you know, I need an air conditioner and I need a shower and I need an indoor this and I want and I want and I want it makes the planning really difficult. So we said, what do we need? We need a bed, we need the composting toilet, and we need a sink. So we built around that and then realized, oh, now we have space for this. Okay, and now we can put this over here. And and it, it all falls into place much more nicely because the things we desperately needed and can't live without are already there. So what you're saying is you guys don't crap in a bucket. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, we're trying to avoid that. We yes. have read a lot of posts about not spending the $1,200 on the nature's head and to build your own composting toilet. And we said, maybe not. <laughs> well, the other thing also is, is don't forget that, like in our case, it's a, it's a short bus. So we, we didn't spend so much on the bus itself. Mm. You know, it wasn't expensive. So if you then go ahead and buy something like a nature's head or, or like... Mm. Like the uh, the Eco for Delta, yeah. you have to count like the project's uh, budget itself is not suffering at all. Whereas if you go out there and you buy like a Sprinter or one of those IN vehicles, there is there is quite a uh, steep uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Uh, I'm not trying to say it. It's a financial, it's, it's a capital heavy investment That's from it. the start. Whereas when mm-hmm. you get the bus for under like five grand or something like that, and then you take your time and you do most of the stuff yourself, uh, like Renee said, you go with what's like most important to you, then it's okay. It feels good to go spend that extra money <laughs> to get the, the nice crapper and not crap in the, <laughs> in a <the> bucket. <laughs> Yeah, and it's all about, you know, using that vehicle to get out into nature and to build that exactly. community of schooly folks that are out there and having those memories. Yeah, that's absolutely. Just, we're no. looking forward to meeting some of those people next year. And, yeah. you know, we, we've watched, of course, all the schooly Palooza videos and we've seen what everyone's doing. And, you know, we're, we're just uh, we're excited. It's going to be great. So tell us a bit about that. What does the future look like for you folks? Well, like we said, uh, we're planning uh, probably next spring to to go out with the bus at whatever stage it's readiness it'll be at, because <laughs> we just want to go out there and actually go into nature and and just escape uh, some of the 
the daily uh, grind and craziness that's going on with living in the, in the city, you know, like Montreal is a pretty big city. And uh, I haven't been in the military for a long time myself. I have that itch to go out there and travel every summer, you know. Uh, and uh, Renee also loves the outdoors. She loves hiking. She loves just being outside in nature. So basically that's that's what, Short term, that's the only plan we have is just go out there and uh, build as we go. You know? yeah. And I'm I'm truly blessed. My work is uh, is completely portable. We're we're working remotely forever. That's the decree from the company. So as long as I have an internet connection um, and a computer, a laptop, I, I can go. So that's really the plan. Is come spring, we're gonna pick a few of our favorite friends that we want to go harass and exactly. Uh, <laughs> Some of Stan's friends, outdoors folks, are living in uh, northern Ontario. So, you know, we can head up there and see what's going on. He's got friends in BC. And I've got family. So, yeah, we're going to go check it out. So, I don't know if you've been to Flin Flon before, but you know you have a place to stay when you pass by, right? Well, Thank don't you. say that too loud because we're going to take you up on it. <laughs> please, please do. Please do. Yeah. No, the invitation is there. We're on. Boondockers, welcome. So we have three oh, spots right. where schoolies can park and run our own lake. And yeah, it's a uh, well, special oh, spot. That's great. Yeah, we signed yeah. up for that this year too. And that's really, uh, you know, that was the other thing that when I talked about what was critical to us was that we could boondock. We're not even going to have the bus wired at all. We're, we're shore power, like, no, if we're going to do that, we'll just rent a motel room. We want to be out in the woods that's the plan yeah so yeah and what about your kids what do they think about this <laughs> um my kids are totally stoked my kids just love camping they think it's the best thing ever my son has a birthday in september and every year he just gets all of his friends together and rents like a group campground and they have a huge bash and so they think this is wonderful. They can't wait. They're going to come join us. Uh, they'll pack a tent and uh, bring the cooler and uh, good to go. I think Stan's boys think we're a little nuts because they're also in the military. So yeah. they're still in the stage of living in tents and being out on, on the missions in the woods. And they're like, who wants to do that? <laughs> but, you know, they're, they're still stoked about the whole project. For them, it's just a question of, you know, it opens up, I think, for our, for our kids is seeing us take on this project and uh, and wanting to be out there and, 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 you know, just taking it easy. And I think it sets a good example for them so that they know that, you know, at some point, you know, in life, you might feel the need to just unplug, you know, go out there and chill. And that's one of the things, you know, I'd like uh, to see happen with my sons, basically, because they're too serious about their lives <laughs> with the military and stuff. It's just, it's funny because I, I was there and uh, I know now that when I go into the into the woods, it's because I want to go. It's not because of the job. And it's a total different uh, outtake, I think, on, on the whole uh, being in the wilderness thing, you know. Well, I'm sure you're an inspiration to all of them. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> so so you've been on social media. Um, you do have Schooly Dreams through Facebook. Uh, who would you recommend other people to follow that you followed during your learning path? I think one that we watched 
a lot of their videos, and I know they've recently downsized to a sprinter, was uh, Rolling Vistas. Um, and I think other than that, we were just randomly picking up anything we could find. Yeah. What's uh, that guy, uh, Michael? Oh. Um, Navigation Nowhere. Yes. Um, Bus Life Possible is actually our favorite because I think that couple, those two people, is us 20 years ago. <laughs> we watch and we're like, I'm like, that's me. What's she doing? She's me. And and he's he's Stan. Like it's so we love watching them. Yeah. Um yeah. But I think nobody, that's all I can think of. Yeah, nobody specific, I guess. It's 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 one of those things where, you know, every different um like builder or or group or a couple out there, they all have their little thing. Yeah. You know, the, their personalities shine through the whole thing, right? So you you take parts of what people like, and you you you, you find you 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 see yourselves in in that, and others you just don't connect with. So you have to go out there, and we're lucky because we got all that access to information today, you know. Mm. So why not take advantage of that? Yeah, and, and it also depends on the, the the stage of your project. Like yeah, somebody exactly. might have amazing videos about how they built their kitchen but they have nothing about the plumbing. You've got to go somewhere else to find that. So we really do it on a, you know, what do we need to know about today? And and then we go look that up. And I'm not sure if you have a Netflix account, but if you do, did you get the chance to watch Expedition Happiness? We did. Yes. And what's, what's really funny is where they ended up in Mexico, where they sold their bus, <clears throat> we have a winter place there. <laughs> so we were just like we very much connected with them we were a little offended when they said that you know canadian and american culture is all exactly the same but we got <laughs> over it um but yeah yeah we enjoyed watching that wasn't that road bumpy that they went down into in mexico oh uh, uh, the roads in mexico are terrible yeah, but are. you know what it's it's mexico and we love it and our our winter place down there is is paid for and it's waiting for us to come. So we're we're not sure yet if we're going to drive the bus down there one day or if we're going to send it on a boat. But uh, you know, we'll see. We're looking forward to that. Very cool. So final words from both of you, uh, Renee. What would you say to everybody out there? Some final words. Final words is just follow your dream. You know, do what you want to do. Don't let the haters get you down. Um, if you ask for advice and people crap on your idea, just move on, you know, focus on the people that are there to support you and don't listen to the negative Nellies and uh, you do you, you know, that's what life is all about is finding your happiness. What makes you feel good. So do that. Yeah. Now, Stan, what about you? Final words? Well, I'm Mr. Easy going right here. So for me, it's a question of take your time. Don't, you know, stress yourself out over the build or over whatever. It's The project is made to be fun. I think this Cooley community is, is a very vibrant, very uh, diverse. And just from what we've seen so far uh, online and everything like that, because we didn't get a chance to, uh, to meet too many people yet, but it's it's all about, like, like Renee said, you know, go out there. Be yourself. Don't take things too seriously. You know, whatever happens, happens on the road. You have to be prepared to 
to go through those hard hard times and whatnot. And you know that's that's pretty much it. If you're yourself and if you take the time to build something that works for you and suits your lifestyle and suits your 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 needs, then I don't see how you could go wrong. You know. And keep a, a credit card with a little bit of room in case it breaks down. That's it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, eventually any vehicle is going to break down. That's 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 just a fact. That's the way mechanics work. So uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, just. Go ahead. Even if you don't feel comfortable about some stuff, just get the info. It's out there. And uh, don't take no for an answer and do what you got to do for you to be happy. Beautiful. Well, thank you very much, folks, for uh, being on this week's edition. And by the time July comes around, uh, we're both <laughs> teachers, so we'll be having time off, hopefully moving to Cape Breton by that time. Uh, I will have spoken to fi- uh, 45 uh, different schoolie owners. So as we go east, I'm going to try to stop and visit as many as possible. Hopefully cool. COVID-19 is uh, taken a rest by then. So you folks are going to be on the list for the Montreal area. We'll be stopping Absolutely. in to say hello. Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah, we, uh, we'll we we'll have our land up north by then. And uh, it's beautiful by out in the woods by a little stream. You can come up, hang out. It'll be great. Unless you folks make it to Flin Flon first, maybe. You never know. We'll keep in touch. Everything's possible. (laughs) For sure. Well, it's a great community, so I'm glad you're sharing your story, and other people will appreciate your experience and your your, uh, rocks through the window advice. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thanks for the opportunity, Dan. Absolutely. All right, Renee, thank you very much, and Stan, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you, and uh, yeah, go on there, people. Have fun. All right. Take care. Thank you.